could sound a little too lofty and hard to achieve, maybe. I don't know about you guys. You know, I, I hear it, and I'm like, oh, just like we all flow together, and we... But the, the point is, is that there's going to be our differences. There's going to be the things that will challenge other in honor. This is going to get really good, I promise. And I'm excited because the next, the, the nine sessions after this are Danny sitting down with other team leaders from Bethel Church covering different situations like conflict, like uh, getting through, whatever. Um, one thing that will be really easy to try, to try to pay attention to and grab hold of tonight, as we, and this is just going to be a lot of looking at information and reading it. I'm going to actually ask some of you to help me out, maybe take a, a big screen full of scripture, and, and I'll hand you the mic, and, and you can read it out loud if you're one of those that like to read out loud. I don't want to do it all, so let me see how many people in the room want to be a reader for me tonight. Then I'll know who I can call on. One, two... I, I, I see you guys. Okay. Anybody else want to read out loud tonight? I'll get in. Mama? Mama Tarla? Awesome. Anybody else besides the three? I mean, it's not a ton of stuff, but, you know, if someone can take a, take a slide. That's okay. Or, yeah. Well, you can still pass around. Oh, but it's too late now. We're going to give them an example of honor right now. Okay. All right, here we go. So, foundations of honor, and we start with this right here. The Bible is primarily an account of relationships. It tells us that a relational three-person God created a relational humanity in his image. That our relationships with God and one another are damaged through sin. And that God has been carrying out a long-term plan to restore these relationships. Essential to this plan of restoration is the way that God has progressively revealed his design for our relationships through two different covenants. So here's a snapshot of both covenants. The old covenant, it was a relational system between God and sinners defined through a system of laws, punishments, and sacrifices. In this relationship, God accepts sinners based on their behavior. And fear of punishment was their primary motivation to stay in the relationship. Human authority was directed toward upholding God's laws and punishing lawbreakers. I hope no one's still living in that old covenant Christianity. find that there's probably bits of that that we still lean into. But that is the old covenant. Here's the good news, the new covenant. The new promise that God made, it's a relationship between God the Father and his sons and daughters. God the Father and his sons and daughters, defined by faith, intimacy, and discipleship. The Father accepts sons and daughters based on their faith in Christ's atonement. And love is the primary motivation to stay in the relationship. Human authority is directed towards protecting and nurturing the identity, calling, and connections of God's family members. Just let it soak in for a minute. I don't know. It makes me smile when I think about it. Because <laughs> it's 
That's what it boils down to. It's not about doing church and religious activity. It's about being, being his family. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Okay. I'm going to read one more slide, and then I'm going to hand off the microphone for some scriptures. God changed his covenantal relationship with us by changing us from condemned sinners to beloved sons and daughters. I think we hear that a lot in this room. I hope. Maybe I need to say it more. We have a new identity and nature that require and enable us to relate to him and to one another in a particular way, the way of honor. In this context, honor refers to the relational values and practices of all who have entered by faith into new covenant relationships with God and people. Did you guys catch that? That was kind of a long sentence. In this context, honor is referring to the relational values that we each have in our practices that we have all entered into by faith in the new covenant with new covenant relationships with God and with people. If you need to take screenshots and meditate on it, <laughs> I know it's not scripture, but it's, it's important. The purpose of Foundations of Honor is to bring definition and clarity to these relational values and practices. Thank God we have 10 full sessions to really just kind of get it in our DNA of what these what these values and practices are. Each section will examine several core values. He calls them foundation stones. Tonight we're going to cover three foundation stones. We will explore the biblical basis of each core value, examine where our thinking and experience may need correction to align with them more fully. That will be between you and God. We won't be pointing out anyone's areas that they need to alignment or adjustment. And then look at the effects that honoring practices should have in relationships, families, and community. Okay, so we're going to do foundation stone number one out of three foundation stones. And the three hands I saw were over here. Foundation stone number one, freedom. It is absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's how freedom grows. For everything we know about God's word is summed up in a single sentence. Love others as you would love yourself. That is an act of true freedom. If you bite and ravage each other, Watch out. In no time at all, you will be annihilating each other. And where will your precious freedom be then? Galatians 5, 13 through 15. Biting and devouring each other. Just can't agree. Like wild dogs. So God is perfect freedom, Okay. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So he gives us the fuel. He gives us the source. It's him. He's everything we need. So God is perfect freedom. And he created us in his image to be free. Perfect freedom 
is the ability to express God's design for love and relationships. Perfect freedom is the ability to express God's design for love and relationships. Though human beings have always tried to find freedom outside of the limits of God's love, doing so has only destroyed their freedom. Honor recognizes that the Father has redeemed his sons and daughters to walk in perfect freedom, and he calls them to freedom through empowerment and healthy confrontation. So the core value of the foundation stone of freedom is this. Honor calls people to perfect freedom, the ability to express the Father's design for our relationships and reproduce his kingdom of love. So I want to toss a couple questions out here. And if you want to just think about it, just think about it. If you really feel like you want to pipe up and and comment, then go for it. I'll hand you the microphone. So is this definition of freedom different from how you've always understood freedom? No? Anybody want to be risky and brave and say, yeah, it's different? I thought freedom was like, do whatever I want to do. Good point. That's license. Here. I think it's common in these days with such a strong um, sense of personal entitlement that there's a confusion between what is freedom, which which also has responsibility, and license, which is like, I can do whatever I want because I have freedom. It just is... Freedom comes with responsibility, just like as, as a... There's a difference. So like in voting, voting, some people think of it as a right, and in truth it is, but it's also a responsibility. It doesn't mean that it's not still fun, you know, it's still all fun, but you have to look at consequences, too. Also, freedom... Uh, uh, the world's freedom doesn't care about the other person, really, or how they feel about something. It's basically about how you feel. Yeah, and doesn't matter how they feel about it. Good job, ladies. That's the, the world, you know, the, one of the philosophies of the evil one is do whatever you want to do. Do what you will. That is the law. That turns into chaos, and we all know that. So, do we need to do another question, or is that just make it drag out until 10 o'clock tonight? Hmm. Okay, one more question? Okay, well, there's only two per stone. So, Okay, so it's an example of how using freedom outside the limits of God's love leads to the loss of freedom. So using your freedom outside of God's laws of love, how does that result in the loss of freedom? Just think, this is a really easy example. Think of how do you lose your freedom here in this, in this town. Anything you want to give us an example? Not that you've ever done it. You've been studying the driver's book and all that stuff. What happens if you drive too fast or drive drunk or on drugs? 
You what? What happens to your freedom if you get pulled over? Yeah, you lose your freedom. So there are safety boundaries, guidelines to keep us inside of our freedom in keeping us safe in that freedom to where we're not allowing our freedom to harm other people. Anybody got another thought on that? I don't want to start preaching. Move on. No. Falling asleep at the wheel is a different story. So they don't put you in jail for that. They probably could, yeah. But she didn't hurt anybody, thank God. So, so that she got off the hook with that one. I don't want to have to erase things on the tape here. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So foundation stone number one is freedom. Foundation. Number two is valuing relationships. That's a big thing in this house. Like this is, we've never gone through this curriculum before, but what we really value are connections with each other. And we, Tammy and I, are always willing to just, we, we don't want anyone to ever walk away from this place because we disagreed on something. And we've seen it so many times. Someone gets their nose bent out of shape with a leader in the church and then they give them the finger and they walk out the door and then they take 100 people with them. <laughs> so value in relationships. Yeah, it's like, it's, it, it's, yeah. It would be really quick and wouldn't hurt much. It's, it's kind of like a waxing, you know, just you put the wax on your hairy leg and then you just rip all that wax off. It's like, take all those people with me. My offense is now 20 other people's offense and you're all going to take it with me and going out the door. So this is my command. See, that's, that's what the enemy wants. Not this. That's what the enemy wants, to carry offense and bitterness, vision, and this is my command. Love one another the way I loved you. Oh, I'm supposed to let someone else. She's going to build an actual fence, though. Foundation stone number two, valuing relationships. <laughs> Can I say for the recording, though, that each one of us is worth a 100 people, a 1,000 people? We can't lose one person here? I'm good. This is my command. Love one another the way I loved you. This is the very best way to love. Put your life on the line for your friends. John 15:12. Here's how you tell the difference between God's children and the devil's children. The one who won't practice righteous ways isn't from God, nor is the one who won't love brother or sister. A simple test, for this is the original message we heard, we should love each other. The way we know we've been transferred from death to life is that we love our brothers and sisters. Anyone who doesn't love is as good as dead. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. 
and you know very well that eternal life and murder don't go together. This is how we've come to understand and experience love. Christ sacrificed his life for us. This is why we ought to live sacrificially for our fellow believers and not just be out for ourselves. 1 John 3, 10-11 and 14-16 through 16. I think I need to get a copy of the message translation. You're as good as dead. I thought we were all God's children. The devil has children too. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so that was the scripture. Man, what a... There's a song that they used to sing in the hippie 70s Christian Jesus movement thing. Maybe Papa John, no, you weren't even a Christian in the 70s. You know, they, they will know we are Christians by our love, and they sing it all hippie like. Here we go. There's one person in the room who was there. Can we get a witness? Right here. They will know we are Christians by our love. Love for one another. Wow. Okay, so that's what that scripture basically summed it up as. We were made in the image of a relational, eternal God who has relentlessly pursued the restoration of our eternal relationship with him and achieved it through the incredible sacrifice of his son. Those of us who enter into this restored relationship become family, sons and daughters of God, brothers and sisters to one another. Jesus is primary, Jesus is Jesus' primary command is that we love one another as he loved us. We express honor by valuing and treating God-created relationships in the way that God values and treats them. So the core value in this foundation stone of valuing relationships, is that what it was? Anyone taking notes? Is honor involves valuing building and protecting relationships. Valuing, building, and protecting. I, I want to be accountable to everyone here now and into the future with this church as it grows and then it changes. I was going to say evolves, but I don't like that word. As it metamorphoses into what God has intended for it to change into over time. That I want to be accountable First of all, to my wife, of course, and to the rest of y'all, to be a person that is valuing, building, and protecting relationships. And if at any point I am seen not valuing and building and protecting, I have someone confronting me with that. And we'll all learn about healthy confrontation. Does that mean you're going to get up, up in my grill in front of everyone? And No. Okay, because then you're going to have a problem with this lady. (laughs) She's my protector. (laughs) Okay, uh, foundation stone number three. This is moving along okay. It's not even nine yet. All right. Mama. Mama. (laughs) Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. 
Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew 6, 9, 10. Your body has many parts, limbs, organs, cells, but no matter how many parts you can name, you're still one body. It's exactly the same with Christ. By means of his one spirit, we all said goodbye to our partial and piecemeal lives. We each used used to independently call our own shots, but then we entered into a large and integrated life in which he has the final say in everything. 1 Corinthians 12, 12. Good job. Okay. So we're continuing then. Oh, there is more scripture. You want to read? You, you're such a good reader. I want you to think about how all this make, makes you more significant, not less. A body isn't just a single part blown up into something huge. It's all the different but similar parts arranged and functioning together. But also... But I also want you to think about how this keeps your significance from getting blown up into self-importance. For no matter how significant you are, it is only because of what you are part of. Amen. <laughs> I thought the Passion Translation was the bomb. But this is, that's good. Whew. Yeah, so the, the message, was that what you were asking? MSG. Isn't that the stuff they put in Chinese food? <laughs> Apparently, it's a type of scripture. <sighs> okay, I'm tempted to be silly, but I won't, so we'll keep moving here because we're doing good. So the New Testament describes us as members of the same body and members of the same family. So you might all be a bunch of Torreses over on this side of the room. But we're all still a part of your family. So there's, that's right. They're about half amount, half the amount. But yeah, we're a small representation. So I guess that should beg the question of what are we having for Thanksgiving at your house? Okay, so these metaphors illustrate the truth that each of us has been given unique dreams, talents, and gifts, but all with the same purpose to serve the mission of our Father, to extend his fatherhood across the globe until his kingdom comes on earth as it is in heaven. Just let it soak in. Sometimes I think we, we forget or maybe we don't even realize that's, that is our mission, to take the message of reconciliation to the lost sons and daughters that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's and women's sins against them. Honor appreciates the uniqueness of each son and daughter and how that uniqueness contributes to serving the Father's mission. Dishonor occurs when we demand that every son or daughter be the same, when we become jealous or competitive with one another, when we withhold our unique contributions, or when we use it to serve ourselves rather than our Father's mission. So the core value 
that we take away from this third foundation stone. This is the third one, right? Honor sees how individual destinies are connected to our common purpose on earth as it is in heaven. So foundation stone number one was freedom. Foundation stone number two was valuing relationships. And foundation stone number three was destiny. Thank you. Because I didn't type it on here. You might be trying to lead everyone through this discussion, but it's really easy to just go blank. Okay. I don't know what's next on the screen. A blank slide? Oh, that's right. There's some book. So we're basically, we're, we're at the very end, we're at the end cap of this. So the cultural effects. So when we take those, those foundation stones and we take the, the, the cultural value from it and begin to implement it in our own lives, in our own families, and ultimately in, in our church family, in wherever you're coming together with people, obviously you're, when you're with non-believers in the workplace, it's not going to quite flow, but that doesn't mean that you don't get to be the representative of heaven and, and be honoring and give them the example of heaven's way of honor. So the cultural effects, here we go. Freedom. Leaders have a goal of increasing the freedom of everyone in the environment. The relationship between leaders and followers is mutually empowering. I hope we're doing okay as Scott and Tammy leading this thing. We, we want to be an empowering people. We don't want to be, we're the only ones who get a, don't even come out, up to this microphone. I got a gun in my pocket, you know. This is, this is God's sacred. You have to be called and anointed and appointed to speak into this. You know, there, there are churches that flow that way, that you just, you know, butts and seats, and we do the work of ministry. Our heartbeat is that we equip all of the saints to do the work of ministry because, like you, we are all working ministers. We are all, whether you're working or retired or whatever, but you know, this is not my full-time from doing this. I'm like you guys. I have a job. Tammy has her job. You guys have your functions that you currently partake in, and you're, you're still a minister. And so our heart is to equip everyone to wake up into their full identity of who they are in Christ. You're a royal priest. You are a son. You are a daughter. You are important. You are significant. Point number two, people are accountable to confront behavior that violates freedom and love in themselves and others. Not sure how we confront the behavior in ourselves. I guess you could look at yourself in the mirror and say... You did it again, you big dummy. <laughs> I don't say things like that to myself in the mirror. But, you know, we do need to get with God and say, God, are, are there things that I need to adjust? <clears throat> Search me, try me, Lord. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. That was King David's prayer. So that was freedom. Relationships. Anxiety decreases and cooperation now that be careful with that word it doesn't mean you cooperate into doing what the leader tells you to do and it's just a one way thing you know I got to get those people to cooperate with me <laughs> it's 
cooperation, working together for the kingdom purpose. Anxiety will decrease and cooperation increase because people know that they are more valuable than any particular task or mission. Each one of you in this room is way more important than any task or mission or project that we will ever try to put together in the future together under this roof or on another roof, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Our value for you relationally is more important. Okay. Marriages, families, partnerships, and teams thrive and endure. So that's what we see is thriving and enduring families, relationships, marriages, partnerships, and teams. Destiny. People acknowledge the corporate vision and mission to demonstrate the Father's heart and allow people to flourish as beloved sons and daughters. And then the final point, people are extremely passionate, productive, creative, and cooperative, and a wide diversity of gifts, talents, and dreams get to be expressed and realized. So those are the cultural effects of freedom, of relationships, and destiny. Take a deep breath and let it out. We made it through session number one. If you want homework, take a screenshot of this slide. You can study those scriptures about freedom, relationships, and destiny. You can pray into this. Scriptures declare where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Invite the Holy Spirit to reveal any areas where you need to have greater freedom from sin, greater freedom to love. Write down what you hear. So it's a good opportunity to start journaling, if, if that's your thing. Write down what you hear. Invite the Holy Spirit into those areas with his freedom. So we want to have more freedom inside, internal freedom. Ask the Lord to show you any place where honor needs to be restored or strengthened in your relationships and to impart his value for each person in your life. This is one thing I I often ask God to do is, God, give me eyes to see people the way you see them. I want to honor, I'm not just talking about you guys, I want to honor the homeless person who's sleeping moment, but who's sleeping out on the sidewalk just down the walkway here, using a hairdryer in the middle of winter to blow warmth into his sleeping bag, covered in sores, stuff looking like drug paraphernalia. I want to be able to not see someone like that and think, thank God, I'm not like that. That'd be terrible. That's, That's like the Pharisaical heart. Pharisaical? Pharisaical? The heart of a Pharisee. The heart of Jesus is to see that person as a beloved, lost, wounded, broken son or daughter that he wants to redeem and restore. So ask the Lord to show you how to honor people, honor how to honor your boss. <laughs> I was trying to do my best to honor my boss, and when I gave her that note from my doctor... And it was so much peace between her and and me. It was really awesome. All we talked about was Nespresso's and eggnog lattes and, yeah, seasonal comfort food in the midst of our storm at the post office. Ask the Lord to continue to reveal his Father's heart toward you and toward others. See, this is actually, I almost feel like that should be number one. 
Because if you know God's heart for you, if you know that God is good and that he loves you, that he's not angry with you, then that is going to affect of him and how you relate to people around you. So it's important to ask the Lord to reveal his heart, his nature, his character towards us, and remove any orphan thinking or behavior in our lives. Sound like a good deal? And then write out a personal statement. Make some declarations. I've been practicing making some declarations. I probably should have not had a declaration, but I didn't know Sunday what David was going to do fully when he grabbed the microphone and got everyone all whipped up in the spirit, shouting in tongues. And we could have just like went right into worship from there, but I, I thought he was going to give us a word of exhortation. And so I was like, well, should I still do the declaration? Anyway, I, I pointed to that because I've been trying to not just rehash Bethel's old declarations that they've used, but just spend some time with the Lord and create a declaration of what I feel is, is his heart that he's seen on me at the moment. Make some, de- write down declarations, write down a personal statement of how you want to grow. Make a declaration out of it. I, I, Father, I agree with you that I'm going to become more, I'm going to walk in more freedom, greater levels of freedom. Would you guys stand up? Let's, let's wrap this up. Greater level, let's just say it, greater levels of freedom. Yeah, greater levels of freedom. Great, greater levels of valuing the people around me. There we go. Some of you are on board with it. Others are like, meh, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you have saved us into a family. We're no longer orphans. We're no longer slaves, but we are your, your royal sons and daughters. You have given us the exousia, the regal authority. You've given us authority, the signet ring. You've placed it on our hands, and you have welcomed us home into your family. We just praise you, God. We thank you that we are not just sinners saved by grace, but that we have an identity that, that doesn't change. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us. You're faithful to us until the end. And we just, our heart's desire, Lord, is to to have more of your kingdom, more of your, your environment, the environment of heaven, of the throne room, of the relational dynamic between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God, we, we want to see your kingdom come into our lives in greater ways, in our relationships. I know, Lord, that so much of it we, in the past, we might have thought, well, to become more like you is just to know the Bible inside out and to preach to people. But that you actually want us to know you as our Father and to see one another as as brothers and sisters and to love and honor our brothers and sisters the way you loved and honored us by going to the cross for us. We thank you, Lord. We thank you how you love us, Lord. And we just invite you to, to take us on this journey of making us a people that know how to walk in real godly honor and love in Jesus' name.